Welcome everyone. Here we are, four guys in a comic podcast. Yes, we are all here, all four of us. Guys, how's it going? Very good, very good. It's great now that I'm here with y'all. Yeah, I know. It is nice. It's been a while since we've all been together. It's been at it? least like a month. Yes, it, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, <laughs> there's mm. the four of us. But uh, oh, so what have you all guys been up to and doing these days? hanging out i know um tap has had a lot of things uh going on in his life with a new house and everything else so yep yep that is true i can I've see there's here. a new background yeah no well crap this camera doesn't really uh because it's connected to the monitor hang on one second let me see if i can <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh. Yeah, right. He's fancy. <laughs> yeah. I'll just turn the monitor. Oh, look at that bookshelf. Here. All your omnis. So all nice. Mr. Fancy Pants over here. Hardcover can't collection. Really see cause I got my... He's got a brown... Or was it a blue blob? The blue blob. It's my Raven's blanket. Ew, you should throw that in the trash. All Jeez. My, all my... Shut the... <laughs> all, all my work stuff. Yeah. This will be my studio recording area for the next uh year and a half and then uh i don't know where the hell i'm gonna be after that because after that we're gonna have another kid and we'll have to use this as a fifth bedroom but he's gonna for move now to the for the next year and a half at least it's mine yep <laughs> yeah well i looked in the building like uh those sheds out back they're like it's not just like a regular shed it's got like electricity mm -hmm. and it's insulated yeah. and it's kind of like you know god damn those things are not no, cheap they are not. how much were you paying for it you think um the one that i priced out that i mean granted the one i priced out i did a little bit bigger than i would probably need i just thought it'd be nice to have some extra room um but it was pushing fifteen thousand. Yeah. what yeah. Fifteen thousand. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. yep. Wow. I mean, you can get smaller ones that would just be like a... I mean, I could probably get one that... If I use it strictly as a recording studio and nothing but, I could probably get one for maybe three grand. But I wanted something... Because I work from home a lot, too. So I wanted something that I could have, like, my work stuff in and, like, put my bookshelves in and things like that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. That's cool, though. So, yeah. um, you know, beyond Tap and his uh, cool new house stuff, um, tell us a little bit about Disney Red Skull. <laughs> okay, so as some of our listeners may know, I you know I just uh, spent some time going to Disney and to Universal and out in Orlando, and it was fun. It was a great time. As uh, amazed at how expensive it was <laughs> but uh, it would know it was great it was great uh great couple cool stories actually over at universal so you know they have the whole area for the marvel right and i go into the marvel comic book store to you know see what kind of comic they have comics everywhere but they're all new releases and i go up to the person's like hey just like curiosity do you have any variant covers or special limited uh covers um just for the park and he, I'm getting the deer in the headlight look. He's like, what's a variant cover? <laughs> I'm just like... Well, That's killer. Yeah, I'm just like, oh. He's like, it sounds like you know something about comics. And I go, yeah, I do. Here's my card for poor guy. <laughs> you know, but I uh, talked with him for a little while. But they had a lot of cool little knickknacks and things in there. You know, I get stuff signed by all the different uh, 
actors and actresses throughout the movies and TV shows and everything. And so, you know, we're out there, you know, getting some churros, actually, and sitting down. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, they're getting ready to start their live show out in the streets. You know, they're getting everybody off the street onto the sidewalks and everything. And here comes, you know, all the Avengers and Wolverine. Somehow he became an Avenger. And, <laughs> you know, they're all on the, the, these three-wheelers, you know, coming down the street. And, they you know, and there's Doom and uh, the Goblin at the end of the street. And they're getting ready to square off. And they're coming down getting off their bikes and everything. And everybody's, like, cheering. And I'm booing. I'm like, boo, boo, hell, Hydra. And, you know, cut off one head and two more should take his place. Hydra. And, every you know, people, I guess, thought I was part of the show because all of a sudden cam phone cameras are on me. Everybody's staring at me. And, you know, they're going... He's ruining children's yeah, experiences right? at Universal. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're trying to do their little show with everybody fighting and everything. And they just stop. They just stop what they're doing. Right. And uh, and it was like, boo, Hydra. You know, and all of a sudden they start talking. The next thing I know, they're all waving their fists at me. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, Hydra. And uh, Dr. Doom comes up to shake my hand. <laughs> you know, it was, it was great. It was it was very cool. it, it was really fun to get interactive like that. Then, you know, afterwards. You know, they all went to separate areas where you can uh, get photos with them. Luckily, the Captain America was right there next to the table where we're um, at. And so I was, you know, like second person in line. I get there and he just looks at me, just shakes his head. He's like, man, really? Hydra? And I go, oh, yeah. You know, so we're talking and got this great picture of me uh, taking his shield from him. So I'll have to. Oh, wow. I'll have to share that on our social media. It was really, really fun. And you definitely should. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what kind of person are you not to support our country? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I go over to the little Spider-Man area they have. And, you know, it's a green screen where you can get a picture put in the back of your picture. And I go in there and there's Spider-Man. This guy, he was a great Spider-Man because he was that that Spider-Man wit. You know, just that the humor and everything. And I go in there and he's just joking around with me. And he's like, what do you mean you're Hydra? Blah, 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 blah. He tries to get me in a headlock. <laughs> and you're just, we're just, we're just playing and having fun. And you know, we get this group of people starting to circle around us watching because they think it's part of the show or something, I guess. And uh, get a great picture, as I showed you guys a few minutes ago, of uh, the two of us squaring off throwing punches at each other. <laughs> so, But yeah, that, that was a good time. It really, really was. Uh Let's say the best ride out of all of that there was the Spider-Man ride. And it's a ride where you're in like a, a car and you're going through the building, whatever, and you're wearing your 3D glasses and all the stuff is popping out at you, even to the, where the point where when they go through with something, you get like a spray mist splashed on you and it's very interactive and stuff. But, you know, we had, there's this one part where this truck is about ready to collide into you and the driver happens to be Stan Lee. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. And then there's another part where the building is about ready to collapse and Spider-Man zips down, you know, with on his spider web and rescues Stan Lee from a sign falling on him. <laughs> what kind of uh, villains did they have in it? In it, it was Doc Ock, uh, um, Electro, and... God, if I can't remember the third person. Oh, the Sandman. Actually, I think there was somebody else, but it was. Was there any venom or anything? No, no. That's surprising. Yeah, it was, and it was good. You know, the Doctor Doom ride though, it was disappointing. 
you know, it shoots you straight up in the air really fast and lets you down gently. That's a bummer. Oh my god, that one, yeah. That's a real big bummer. I told you earlier about the uh, the Superman one in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It'll uh, shoot you straight up in the air, and then you fall down a little bit, then it pulls you back to the top and yeah. drops you free fall. So you would think Doctor Doom would be way better than Superman, right? Yeah, but I'd, I'd tell you what, I don't know what it is. I was surprised because, you know, obviously Disneyland, they have lots of Marvel stuff there because, you know, Disney Mar- Disney owns Marvel. So you can bid all sorts of your pins to trade and stuff like that for Marvel. But they had a, I don't know what kind of contract Universal has, but, you know, obviously they had so much Marvel comic books and paraphernalia and, of course, the characters and all that kind of stuff there and the rides and the attractions. So. It was. It that really sounds was. fun to me. Yeah. I've never been to Florida, so. You'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. That was my my wild ride. <laughs> awesome. So Nova, you've gotten to spend a lot of time at home recently. Um, I know you've been getting a lot of reading done because you've been constantly posting different panels and stuff in the room and whatnot. Uh, what have been some of your favorite reads over the past few weeks? Enjoy it now, my friend. <laughs> what it's like to be, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Whenever I think of Mitch Leaney or Dave or whatever, I always think of Venom because he did a bajillion issues of Amazing Spider-Man or whatever when it dealt with Carnage and Venom and stuff. With Mark Bagley, especially, he created Venom. I mean, uh, not Venom. uh, He created Carnage. So... You know, every time I hear that name, I always associate them with uh, symbiotes. But um, it's I weird have to his hear. Omnis. Yeah, I was gonna say it's weird to hear him with uh, Swamp Thing, though. Uh, what do you mean you have his Omnis? You have his Spider-Man stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the, the Dave Michelini, uh, Todd McFarlane run, and then the Dave Michelini, Eric Larson run. And then I think he might have did some stuff here and there miscellaneously with Clone Saga. I don't recall for sure, but you don't have any of his Mark Bagley stuff, though. Uh, no, just the Michelini McFar. I mean, Bagley might have done like it guest was... appearances here and there, but it's Bagley uh... was after Larson. So then, yeah, that Omni has yet to be released. Okay. When they just released Larson, like not even a year ago, so hopefully really? they'll release. Surprising. Yeah, Larson. Larson's pretty new. They're actually reprinting um, 
yeah, they're, re they're reprinting the first McFarlane one because that one's out of print. Um, they're reprinting it, though, in October this year. Hmm. That's got to um, be short, though. He only did art I got for it what, on like... A, I got it on, on a... That's not that Omni's pretty good size. It's probably nine hundred pages. Really, eight hundred, eight hundred to a thousand pages. Because yeah. he did art on, he did Spider Man like Amazing Spider Man. I think from what like two ninety eight to like three twenty five, three twenty four. I mean, that's a good chunk. Yeah, that's, that's but... twenty seven, twenty eight issues. Yeah, that's that's an Omni. That's like two years. <laughs> that's like two years, basically two and a half. Yeah, but years. that's an Omni. Most Omnis so. are only 28-ish issues. I mean, you have some behemoths out there, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it will be. You haven't watched... Dude, there's two episodes. The third one drops tomorrow. Yeah, Roku, Roku tricks him. Yeah, as far as the web series goes, so keep in mind, it's a web series. It's not a multi-million dollar Disney movie, okay? It's a, it's a web series. That being said, the costumes are off the chain. Like, they look so good. Um, the special effects, eh, it's not bad. They're not bad. They're actually way better, I think, than what people expected them to be. Um, but like, yeah, for whatever reason, Ninjak's not British, but I, I know like he's like the master of accents. So I guess that's probably like how they justified it. But, um, yeah, Ninjak's not British, which was kind of odd. Yeah. Something random. Um, but, uh, no, it was, uh, I've really enjoyed it. The second so the first episode was like 22 minutes long. And so I thought they were all going to be 22 minutes long. Um, but the second episode was only like 11, Ew. but it, it kind of reminds me of like that mortal Kombat Um, um legacy. Episodes. Yeah. It sort of yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Um, some people do say that like, it feels soap opera E with the acting. I, I can see what they're saying, but keep in mind, like this is, a B movie. I think they even came out and said like, this is not like what Sony's going to do with the Valiant universe. Now that they got Vin Diesel as bloodshot, like that's going to be the big multi-million dollar movies. This is like the, the B movies, mm -hmm. the big budget movies are yet to come. I think this was trying to get, it was trying to appease fans like us that have enjoyed Valiant, but also trying to hook new fans into Valiant. And uh, this is sort of their way to do it. It's just creating these, like little webisodes, and for what it is, that's great. I'd say it's on par with like the CW shows for that's sure. Cool. Um, so I I'm enjoying Where, it. Where's it? And where's um, it? Comic book. You can only view it right now on comicbook.com. Okay. Good to know. That's wild. Um, and there's gonna be six episodes total. So well, by the time this drops, all six episodes will be out. Um, but currently only episodes one and two are out and then they're going to drop a new episode every day. Um, and so I told, I was telling Mike, I can't wait till 
a fan gets a hold of it, splices it all together, and throws it up on YouTube mm-hmm. as like one big like hour long Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe movie. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking forward to Wait. that. Oh God, I love I love my Nova. Well, that's the thing, though. What Nova are they going to use? Yeah, it's just a fleet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may be nice if they could do it in conjunction with something planted off of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Mm-hmm. Probably. That would make yeah. sense. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's like, what are you turning it into? My bet is still on Infinity Watch, or at least I'm hoping. I can say going into a Nova thing. Oh, okay. Well, getting into movies in Infinity War. So by the time this drops, Infinity War will be yes. out. Yep. And I'm sure everybody will have seen yep. it. I'm going Thursday night with some coworkers. Mm-hmm. My question is, let's get, before any of us see it and before this officially airs, uh, thoughts or uh, predictions on who dies? I think Hawkeye is going to die because he hasn't been promoted. You think it's going to be Hawkeye? He hasn't been promoted in anything like at all. Vision is obviously going to die. He has a stone stuck in his head. Okay? He's going to die. How's that right? Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think Thor also. I don't think I don't think Thor, but I, but Cap. I, I think Thor. I think something's going to happen with Cap. I don't think so because Chris Evans has been confirmed for next for Infinity Wars Part Two. No, there's no Infinity so War Ma- Part Two anymore. Well, whatever the hell it is, he's been confirmed for it. Avengers Four, whatever you want to call it, Chris Evans has been confirmed. So. I don't mm. think, unless they're like, but it's going to be a flashback yeah. thing. Either way, Chris Evans is going to be in it. I don't foresee, I, I foresee Chris Evans passing the torch in Avengers 4. Bucky. Nope, Bucky. Because they signed Sebastian Stan for a nine movie deal. Yeah, we know it's, we know it's not going to be uh, Black Panther. <laughs> He's making too much money to keep. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Black Panther was crazy. So yeah, no. It's it, honestly, I, I'm with you guys on Hawkeye. I think it could be Hawkeye. I also think it could be somebody that. No, I I I feel like it could be somebody that's not a major player. Like uh, Nebula or something like that. Well, Nebula, I think, is going to die by the end of the movie just because, if you know, in Infinity Gauntlet, she tries to take the gauntlet from Thanos and just, like, instantly dies. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, War Machine <laughs> is going to be dead. I don't, I have a... F- that could be, too. I, I could true. see War Machine yes. as well. That also yes. could happen. I'm... Th- I- mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be one of the big, like, main major players. I think it's going to be, like, a Nebula, a Hawkeye, a War Machine. Like, someone of that caliber. It's not going to be Ant-Man, because Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out mm-hmm. next year, this year. I don't remember which. But either way, it's not going to be Ant-Man. Well, they were saying the rumor is, too. Yeah, but I don't know, Ant-Man's dude. Ant-Man dope. 1 was amazing. Yeah, Ant-Man is Ant-Man dope. 1 was so good. But I don't know. I still think my number one prediction is Cap. I, I just feel it. They're going to want something. Oh, wow. 
I, I just feel that's going to happen. I don't know. Well, let's see. I think they're trying to trick people because in the trailer they showed Cap like holding the gauntlet, like ah, yeah. and I think that's trying to mislead people into thinking it's Cap. I think so too. I really don't think it's going to be Cap. Um, if anything, like you said, I think he's going to pass it off to Bucky <coughs> in the next movie. But I think this movie, he's probably safe right now. Yeah. Well, well, we'll be finding out in a few more days, won't we? So, yeah, I guess so. So I think we can all agree on the Vision. He, he's gone. I think Vision's... Yeah, he's gone. And he's gone. Oh, yeah, I think Vision would be Vision, gone, too. That was the other Vision, one. War Machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe a few years down the road, right? Mm-hmm. But it's cool because, you know... Re- this last week, been rewatching, you know, some of the eighteen Marvel movies, and was watching the the latest Thor, and when uh, what's her face was in Odin's throne room, and there's the gauntlet fake, and just knocks it to the ground. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That looks hilarious. Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Peter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. It looks just like the comic, dude. I love and what's it. The guy, and what's that guy that uh, Peter that shows up? Yeah, yeah, my, Peter. my, my, my Peter. prediction is that he dies on impact jumping out of the plane. That's my prediction. Well, see, no. I thought oh my I gosh. thought that was just gonna be like the one, like the throwaway. Like he was just gonna come in. No, I just heard about the job. And then at the end of the trailer, they show him <laughs> jumping out of the plane, and I was like, oh my god, he's like gonna be in it. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's gonna go splat for some reason. There'll be a good joke afterwards, and that's it. Oh yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that. But I think it's hilarious. I cannot. Yeah. Hi, I'm Peter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's great. No, speaking of newer stuff, you know, uh, Matt over here, Hell Hydra, you might, our uh, newest Hydra member over here for uh, Marvel Strike Force. Oh, yes, God, yes, yes. That game, that game is pretty damn cool. Yes, no, I'm actually really actually enjoying it. I've spent a little bit of money on it, but I'm <laughs> actually <laughs> enjoying it. Oh, what level? Yeah, no, it's a good what time. What level are you at now? Uh, fifty, almost fifty-two, or almost fifty-three. I think I'm almost fifty-three. Yeah, that's not bad for uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever it's been. Yeah, it's not yeah, like that. Fifty-five tomorrow. Oh God. Yeah, I think I just hit fifty-three last yeah, night. But for those listening, if you haven't picked up Marvel Strike Force, really fun game. It's along the lines of uh, Marvel War of Heroes with a little bit of Contest and Champions, and even kind of a Marvel Puzzle Quest a little bit mixed into it. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that it's like uh, it can, it's like basically like Star Wars, uh, is it Galaxy of Heroes yeah. or something like that? It's just like a different face, and it's Marvel instead of Star Wars. And yeah, right now there's the Infinity uh, Thanos quest going on right now. That's been pretty fun to try to unlock that character. That's cool. Yeah, still haven't brought out Red Skull character yet, so hopefully that'll be soon. No, when he come, he's in the game. Yeah, he's in the game, and he can be a pain in the ass to get through on some levels because he does this Hydra thing, and basically all Hydra agents that are around him get a boost in stats. 
Yeah. Um, now, one thing, I don't know if you picked up on this, Matt, but uh, before the latest update, they used to have Venom on the home screen, and now with the latest update, mm -hmm. Venom is no longer on it. So it's like... Yep, it's now Thanos. Yeah, so it's like, okay, well, when's Venom going to come out? Because that will be a, a fun character to play as well. Yeah. Yes, sir. True. Maybe it'll be like a good team up with Spidey. Yeah. So who are some of your favorite characters to play in the game so far? Oh, what's your, what's your top five line? Um, like? Well, Wolverine, Wolverine for sure. Um, Ronan's pretty badass. I like I Ronan quite a bit. I saw that you've been working on him, and you're doing a really good job. Oh, he's really, yeah. Ronan's pretty high up there yeah. now. Um, Yondu, I I gotta love Yondu. Yep. He has some pretty cool attacks. Yep. I'm um, still working up on Quake. I just got Hawkeye, and I know he has, like, Blind, which everybody loves, mm -hmm. so I'm in the process right now of building up Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. um, Hulk, I don't know, man. I was all excited to get him, and I'm kind of like, he's slow. He he's is. a good tank, I guess. But, but if you want a tank, I don't know, he's you, you got slow. Drax, you know? I, that's who I'm trying to get right now. I'm actually, I'm, like, five shards away from Drax. Nice, nice. Yeah, my top five so, yeah, is I'm... Captain America, Gamora, Crossbones, Drax, and Yondu. Oh yeah, crossbones oh, for sure. God, he just kills everybody in this game. Yes, crossbones, faux show. So red, yeah, red. You basically just have the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy almost, almost, almost. It's just that they're just they're just a great team up. You know, like Gamora, you get two, sometimes three hits out of her when you use her properly. You know, so it gives you extra in there. But you know, I'm working on my Hydra team because crossbones, Winter Soldier getting them together because they're considered Hydra in the game. And once Red Skull comes out, he'll add to their stats and they'll be an unstoppable team. So, Got to get that Thanos, though. Man, he is god -like. He's God-level. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, you you mean you can if you wanted to put a minimum, put a minimum of an hour to two hours in it a day and be done with it. But then when you get into alliance and then you start getting the groups to do all of the uh, what do you call it the the raids, yeah. Peer pressure. So far, it hasn't been bad. No. Like I said, I told uh, Michael right away, I, go, I don't know like how much I'm not going to spend on this. I'm going to be kind of a free player. And so far, you really don't have to spend to be competitive. No. I mean, well, let me rephrase. To be to to right. be competitive within the alliance, you really don't have to spend. Yeah. I mean, if you want to spend on your solo stuff, you do. Yeah. But other than that, you really don't have to spend, which is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll change eventually, but as of right now, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, the only bad downfall to where it makes you want to spend is that the beta players—they've been playing for what was it, three or four months? Uh, yep. And their char their characters are so advanced that it, it can make things difficult yeah no nope yeah it really really was but yeah. but for a lot of the events and things that are going on they put the beta players on a separate server mm. yeah so mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, which, I'm sorry, that makes me happy. I know people are like, why do you wear your underwear on the outside? But I love it. Oh, that's cool. What's this whole hype that I've heard where they were like gonna talk about uh, Superman being Jewish? People are blowing that out of it. So Bendis did an interview and people are blowing the interview out of the water. Um, what happened is, is Superman was created by two Jewish creators from Cleveland back in the 30s. So one's Canadian. Yes. Um, but they were... Yeah, important detail. Because Superman <laughs> is Canadian, eh? Yeah. So he was created by, by these Jewish guys, and they they uh, 
like the, a lot of the writing and a lot of the stuff, like if you actually go back and you can, and you have parallels to like what the Jews went through in, um, world war one and two, et cetera. And then you look at, um, what Superman went through is a lot of the parallels are there and things like that, that he went through sort of the same kind of struggles and whatnot. So in a way, Superman has always been Jewish. It's never been talked about. Like there's never been like a religion discussion, but Superman has always had these like kind of Jewish values and to his character. It's always been there. Bendis, who's also of Jewish faith, um, went back home cause he's also from Cleveland. He went back home, um, he was there for whatever reason he went into like a library thing and they had like a big superman um display i guess you could say and it would talked about the creators and the jewish background and and superman and what he represents and the community and blah 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 and while going through all of that he said that like it kind of hit all the feels as to why he loved Superman growing up, like as to why he loved this character and why he relates to this character and things like that. So he was just saying that in a nutshell that he just wants to take him back to those roots. He never really said Superman is going to be Jewish and we're going to discuss religion and he's going to celebrate Hanukkah and uh, like none of that was ever s correct. No, no. Yeah, he's not going to the synagogue. None of that stuff was discussed in the interview. People are just blowing shit way out of proportion, and they're running with what Bendis said. Like, for instance, I saw an article this week that really kind of pissed me off. It was an article, was it the New York Times? I don't remember. Anyway, there's this article that came out, and it said, can this man, and they have like a picture of Bendis, can this man save the failing Superman? Oh, and I said, are you fucking kidding me? Superman has never failed. Like Superman may not be a, may not be quote unquote Batman or a Spider-Man type character, but, and yes, new 52 Superman was a little hit and miss. Yes. There's been ups and downs and ebbs and flows, but there's like that with any comic book character, no matter who they like are. Superman. But if anybody has been reading action comics and uh, Superman Rebirth since the beginning, that character is not failing at all. He has never failed. Um, it's been absolutely stellar. And the fact that Jurgens and uh, Tomasi don't get a finish, kind of what they started, is, is in my opinion, is really sad and f sucks. Um, he, they, Superman was never failing. And the fact that this article said, can this man save Superman? I just kiss my ass. Like you're not a comic book fan. If you are trying to tell me that Superman has been sucking for the last three years, like you're insane. Well, you know, and but I can see why they blow stuff out of the water with Bendis because it is Bendis and the stuff that he pulls. I mean, 
who knows what he'll do next he'll i mean i could fairly well see him saying oh yeah superman's underwear's on outside because he just got circumcised he's jewish hey you know he'll have him dance around and stuff ben is who knows what he'll do yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Just give a good story with some decent art. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see. I didn't mind. A lot of people were slamming his Action Comics 1000 debut. I honestly didn't think it was that bad. I mean, like what Mike was saying, this character's been hiding for 80 years and what's going on with that. Um, but overall, I... I I didn't, yeah, I actually thought it was a pretty good issue, to be honest. Uh, yes. You know what's weird is is that um, Dallas Fan Expo, which I was at um, two, three weeks ago, um, Tomasi was there, and um, he really didn't have that many people at his table. He didn't have that many people lined up or anything, and I was really surprised about it because David Finch was next to him, and he had a line like wrapped around the corner. Yeah. Which was for all his Batman stuff. But then I saw Tomasi and I was just like, why is he not getting the same hype as him? You know what I mean? He's been around on Superman for a long time now. And so then you, of course, walked over there and introduced yourself and asked him to be on Four Guys in a Comic. Right? No, that was the issue. Every time that he was at his table, I was running around doing my pop nerd stuff and I couldn't get over. I couldn't like. It just wasn't, it didn't schedule out correctly. And every time I was done, I would go over to his table and he wouldn't be there. I had the same situation with, um, uh, what's his name? Andy Cuber. Uh, but when I did get in line, I got someone else in line for Andy Cuber. We kind of got, um, screwed over on, uh, on a few things there with the guy I sent over there. Um, uh, but I don't want to get into it too, too much. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was excited to meet Cuber, you know, and it didn't end up happening. So, uh, same thing with Tomasi and Finch. I didn't get to meet Finch either, even though I had some books I wanted to get signed by him. Mm. Mm. Dan Pinocian was really fun, though. I will say that. Dan Pinocian was yeah, he's awesome. he was great. He's an awesome he was an awesome guy. guy. Whenever me and him were talking, we had a few jokes, and we were when we were on camera together and stuff. Uh, he was more than happy to ham it up and play the part and act out a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about him going out to Deep Element stuff and having some drinks, and he's like, "If you're here tomorrow, you may have to uh, 
bring me a jug of water or something you know i was like he's like playing it up and i was like oh you know and he's like i got your back and he's like you got my back and he's like yeah man no totally you know i got you and he's like okay well then i'll be expecting you to help me get off the cot behind my table and everything so we can uh, get this day done and it's just like yeah he <laughs> was funny he was really did funny he re- did he remember did he remember being on the show um yeah he did actually yeah he uh, when i walked up i had my four guys in a comic shirt on and he knew instantly who i was cool yeah yeah no pinotion was awesome yeah no he was really nice guy really really nice guy yeah you know i met i was gonna say you know i met um multiple of the uh, people we've had on the show and so i you know i met dan that was one person we met and someone else that i met was um bob mcleod and um bob was really nice too um he's a little shy you could tell he had his moments here or there and i asked i was trying to talk to him on camera and stuff but um he was he was nice um whenever we just spoke and everything just like off camera he's real talkative and uh, i mean he focused a lot on what he was doing because he was drawing commissions and stuff but uh more than uh welcome to jump on talk to me he remembered me from the podcast and everything i got a commission from him and it was fun uh val merrick was actually uh sitting next to him like literally he was the next table over and uh, i thought it was weird because they've been around at marvel around the exact same time basically right and um in the 80s and um they looked like they were barely not saying two words to each other. They weren't even looking in each other's direction. And I was like, ah, this is kind of odd. You know, I can understand why we sat these two people next to each other, but they're not talking or communicating with each other at all. You know? It was weird. Yeah, no. Definitely. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we witnessed that dude it was so weird that, is, that sounds weird that sounds weird but um val merrick like, he uh he remembered Sirenko us was just living it up too yeah oh that's cool yeah val merrick he remembered us i walked up and he looked at me for a second like he knew me from somewhere and i was like hey i'm uh alex from four guys in a comic uh we interviewed you last year for pop nerd and then his like demeanor completely changed he like was kind of defensive at first and then he was just completely open he was like oh hey what's going on you know and he is like he sat there and every time i walked by his table or whatever for anything he's always like shooting me a look or like a finger or something you know he's always like hey he was really nice it was it was really cool for uh someone i guess that big to me anyway i mean now you've uh, seen his art and stuff for man thing uh tap but him just being like hey i remember y'all you know uh how have y'all been you know uh welcome to come back on the show whenever yeah. he colon yeah dude colon buns like that every time we see colon that's cool like without fail every time we see colon colon's like yeah i remember you guys how's it going blah 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 nah Oh, really? He did. So, yeah, did I ever tell you the story about the Scots? Okay, let's get this out in the podcast, just because there's a cool moment that happens as well. Um, Okay, so uh, we're waiting in line for, God, what was it, like two hours to meet Snyder and Capullo and Glapian? It was was a God, God, it was a long line. Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. So we're waiting there for like 
we're waiting there for like two hours. We finally get it going. We're like, all right, finally the line's moving. Um, and the line's kind of moving quickly, you know, like people are like trying to get through. So I was like, well, I don't want to ask him about the podcast cause he's probably got a lot going on. It's Scott Snyder, you know, Greg Capullo, they got a lot going on. I don't really want to ask about like the line seems to be moving quickly. I don't want to hold it up. I just would have felt bad. I would have felt like it was kind of bad mm-hmm. etiquette. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to hold anything up. Um, and so we're going through and I had on the four guys shirt and we get to Scott and I wasn't even going to say anything. And Scott just goes, Hey, four guys in a comic. Is that a podcast? And I said, why? Yes, actually it is. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's really awesome. Um, I go, well, would you ever be interested in being on the show? <laughs> and he goes, no, for sure, definitely. He goes, uh, I'm really busy for the next few months. So he's like, hit me up like once Justice League drops because, you know, then I'll actually have more stuff to talk about too. He goes, but yeah, no, hit me up. I definitely want to be on the show. I'll come on. We'll talk. It'll be a good time. I was like, all right. Thank you very much. Cool. <laughs> like He asked us. Like I wasn't even going to say anything. And then... While we're waiting in line during this two hours, we're, we're trying to kill time. And Mike goes, I want to ask Capullo to, to get a picture with him. But we're like, we're doing like, you know, the the Predator thing with uh, Carl Weathers and Arnold. Yeah, where he's like, you Arnold. son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah, that thing. So so he wanted a Predator moment with Capullo. For those that don't know or have seen Mike, he's built like a brick shit house. Um, he, he's pretty fucking ripped. Um, and then, uh, Capullo is known for being, you know, a pretty muscular guy as well. He is short though. He's, yeah, a, he's he a, not a very tall gentleman. Um, and so it's funny cause he's just sitting there hanging out, you know, he's got his black label society stuff on and my, Mike walks up to him and he's like, Hey, uh, uh, can we, you know, do the thing with the, the thing? And, um, he actually asked him, because like, while we're waiting in line, I said, dude, that'd be epic. You got to ask. Like, thinking, we're not really going to ask these people this. Like, we're just bullshitting. When we get up there. Mike actually asks him. And Capullo's like, yeah, man. He goes, I've been pushing pencils for a while. I think you're bigger than I am now. He goes, but uh, yeah, let's do it. And so they stand up, and they, I take the picture. They do the predator moment, and I, I snap the picture. And that was like the highlight of Mike's entire trip was doing like, this predator thing with Capullo. Yes. Yeah, he like photobombed. Yeah, Snyder photobombed it. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, no. Snyder completely photobombed it. And so now, like, we showed the pictures on, like, the line chats and whatnot. So now our good friend Toe Cutter um, actually, I don't know if it still is, but for a while it was. um, He took the picture and actually made that his line profile pic. It was like a zoomed in pic of Mike. I've seen it. <laughs> That's funny. See, I love Toe. One of the coolest people I met at Dallas Fan Expo, and I know that um, both of y'all are going to be a little bit jealous about this, but I actually got to meet our friend Donnie Cates. And, uh, oh, you yes. know, I walked up and everything, and uh, it was right after I met uh, Rosenberg. Or whatever, he's doing X-Men right now. And we're going to be interviewing him hopefully hey, soon. Yeah, 
when are we mess didn't did we have something set up we with have him? to keep me- he said if i don't reply the first time on twitter it's because i get a million twitter things sent to me all the time and sometimes i just don't read through all of them keep tweeting me or email me directly from my website and i will get with y'all because i love to do podcasts so yeah he is like either way one of the two do it and you'll get a hold of me and he's like like i said i may not answer right away on twitter but if you do it two or three times eventually i will notice that this one person is keep tweeting me and then i will notice it and once i see that it's for a podcast i will definitely want to do it with y'all so he said that but donny cates was very very not what i expected whenever i got in line to meet him um, I was basically the third person in his line of the day, and uh, he was a little bit late. But when he walked up, he looked at everybody in the line, and he said, let's fucking do this. Let's get, <laughs> he literally said that out loud, and was like, let's sign some comic books. Let's do this thing. And he was like, all right, who's first? And he was so hyped to be ready to hang out with everybody. And, um, well, that dude is like the number, he's like, uh, like one of the hottest commodities in comics right now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's kind of at his, I don't want to say his peak, but he's definitely at, at a high point in his career. So he's probably like, this is like a whirlwind romance. Like, this is amazing, you know? Cause like he even said he went to bed one night, just a regular comic writer that few people had heard of waking up the next morning to being blown up on Twitter mm-hmm. left and right because of God country. Yep. And yeah. And, um, you know, I got a few things signed by him and everything. He was a great guy. Um, I, only weird thing was, as I mentioned, I was like, Hey, you know, we interviewed you for four guys on a comic and he didn't get that excitement. Like he knew us or anything. And I was just like, Oh, you know, like, that was the thing i didn't know if he remembered it or not but either way i was like i'd been trying to reach out to him and stuff he's a nice guy um like i said he was more than happy to sign whatever for free he wasn't someone that's just like i'm gonna charge you money for this and stuff he was more than willing to sign everything for free and um yeah he was cool he was really cool he had just like a really cool demeanor to him and you could tell he was happy to be there to hang out with the fans which is always important for a comic writer he's not in it for a paycheck he's there for us so um at that comic convention and i hate to kind of um uh say it a little bit but um it was between two different people um bob mcleod being one of them he was i mean he was cool but he wasn't super friendly he was really like you could just tell he was shy that was his problem it wasn't that he was mean or anything else he was just shy and um you know i kind of expected oh it's the old guy he's gonna be more enthusiastic he's used to the con scene and stuff but um he gave me a great great commission i cannot suggest more getting commission from this guy he gives you way more than what you're getting for your money um fantastic bob mcleod um but the other guy yeah right (laughs) um yeah eighty dollars i got a full head sketch of craven inked it's fantastic oh wow that's incredible for how much eighty dollars oh that's neat Uh. (laughs) yeah yeah, 
they yeah, that that uh no no detail no line work no ink no nothing just a a side profile like a five mm-hmm. minute not even five minutes probably like a two minute it's probably like a little like a two to three minute yeah you can tell here I'll show y'all real fast I know y'all have seen pictures of it and stuff but I got it right here oh that was eighty that was eighty dollars that thing's huge it's ginormous yeah it look at it compared to my head. It's literally the size of my head. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job on it. $80. He said if you wanted a full character, you pick it. He said any character um, uh, you want in any position, you want $200. Colored, inked, everything. Yeah. And this is Bob McCloud. He co-created the New Mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so he did a great job on that. The other guy that kind of let me down a little bit was um, Alex Maleev and Greg Land. Okay, both of them let me down. Um, I I asked Greg Land. I met him first, talked to him for a little bit. He signed a few things for me, uh, but he wouldn't sign more than two books. Otherwise, I would have to start paying him. Um and I asked him if he could do a podcast or an interview. And he just straight up told me, he's like, I don't do podcasts. And he's like, I sound stupid on them. And I was like, what? And he was like, I don't do podcasts. Yeah. That's not what he told us, but. Yeah. And then um, Alex Maleev, um, you know, he was nice. He had fair prices on his commissions and stuff, definitely. Um, he does uh, infamous Iron Man, the Doom Iron Man stuff. And, um he yeah yeah and um he i asked him if he would do a podcast he apologized to me but he was like i hate the sound of my voice on a recording and he was like that's why i don't do it and i was like really and he was like yeah i mean i'm sorry i just don't do it and i mean he was nice about it but at the same time it's just like i hate that you know you don't don't listen yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we still want to hear about what you're doing. We're we're helping you out, and you're helping us out. You know, so yeah, he he was just not about it. Um, he was more than happy to sign my infamous Iron Man number one and stuff. Um, but he was not much for uh, talking. He seemed like a busy guy. It was like, haha, suckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the weird ones that I will say I saw, and I saw him from a distance. I didn't get to meet him because his line was stupid ridiculous, and he showed up unannounced on Saturday uh, compared to what his schedule said on the website. Rob Liefeld showed up on Saturday unannounced to his booth, right? And the line was stupid ridiculous long. Like, I wasn't even going to try and give it the time of day to try and wait in that line and get something signed or even just meet him. For Rob, yeah, Bob, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he his line was literally wrapped around the damn thing um, around Artist Alley. He was at his table. Um, but it was weird because he was at his table that Saturday at the same time Joe Casada, is that how you say his name? Yeah, uh, Joe Casada was doing a signing on the other side of the uh, convention. And Joe Casada's line was way shorter than Rob Liefeld's. And he was in the special signing area, which was roped off. Joe Casada supposedly was charging $30 a signature on anything. I am going to doubt it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. I met a lot of really cool people. Um, you know, um, all my regular, uh, you know, local friends around here who we've even had on the podcast, um, Terry Parr, um, Devin Craft, they were both there and everything, uh, hanging out with their indie booths. And, uh, like I said, Val remembered me, Dan Pinocean recognized me as soon as I walked up with the four guys shirt. Um, Bob was quiet, but nice and everything. Um, you know, and then I, uh, I did my rounds, uh, Chris Harding, who did all the Harley Quinn stuff, ended up being a really, really cool guy that I didn't expect to, uh, really get along I, with. I got my Harley Quinn Zero and my Harley Quinn, uh, number one, New 52 signed by him did or you whatever. you just say you didn't expect uh, him to be a cool, you didn't, no, wait, no, what did you say? You didn't expect to get along with him? Is that what you said? Well, like. Yeah, well, you know, I've never, I mean, I like Harley Quinn and stuff, but that's more of my uh, wife's thing and all that, you know, and um, I was like, ah, oh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, I mean, he could have been a cool guy, you know, I, I guess I made an assumption because it's Harley Quinn and I shouldn't have done that. Um, I liked some, a lot of the Harley Quinn stuff that came out, but you know, I mean, like it's Harley Quinn through and through. It's the equivalent of Deadpool in DC, you know what I mean? And, um... He ended up being a really, really, really nice guy. I cannot, like, like commend it enough. He signed stuff for me. I mean, I paid $5 a piece for a signature, which didn't really bug me on those books um, because they're worth a little bit more anyway. And with that signature, you know, it adds to it. Um, but I walked up to him. I asked him if he wanted to do a podcast. He literally looked at me and he's like, if you want to do one right now, you need to talk to my publicity guy. He's here. Um, we can get something worked out maybe for later today or tomorrow. I don't mind that one bit as long as it's okay with him. But if you want to do a podcast and stuff, here's my email. Here's my phone number. Email me first and then call me whenever you want to do the podcast. And I was just like, what? And he literally wrote it down on a piece of paper and gave it to me, his personal phone number, right then and there. 
I don't know. I haven't I haven't hit him up yet. So I gave uh I gave us we have the information though. We need to get him on the podcast and stuff. I think I sent a picture to our line room or whatever. So uh, we just need to get on it. But he was a great guy. He really, really was more than willing to talk to me 100%. He seemed like he was for the fans and everything. Um, and it's cool. I mean, Harley Quinn's a big deal in DC. I mean, he, it's, like we said, it's like Deadpool. Deadpool may not be the most serious character, but it's someone everyone knows. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I and love how you know you what? You said you didn't expect to get along with him. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> There was no conflict of interest. He's a cool guy. He was a really, really cool guy. I like talking to him. Yeah. Uh. it's i yeah i mean we have infinity countdown number two i don't have my silver surfer anymore we had that one adam warlock thing we're gonna have fantastic four pop up in august now which i'm excited for um but uh infinity countdown um the art in issue number one was aaron cooter and uh what is his name uh diodato jr i think it was yeah, but the second one is Aaron Cooter and some random person that I've never heard of before. And that's why you got the Adam Warlock picture I sent you. Um, it, obviously, I don't know what happened with the artist change up there. I mean, Cooter was on both. Aaron was. Um, I hope that's how you say his name. Cutter? Cooter? What is it? Yes, that's him. That is that is the guy. Um that I am only assuming because that panel looks out of place. I mean, some of the panels look weird, but that one looks really out of place. And you can kind of tell that it's not like Aaron in that, like compared to, the, I mean, all the art's a little shaky here, there, but it's not horrible. But that, those two panels are bad. I know y'all both said like that Adam Warlock looks weird. Okay. Oh, it's Espe beyond weird. Especially when you have that expectation of what Mike Allred drew in the Adam Warlock Infinity issue or whatever. And that's what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was very weird. And um, that comic overall, I mean, the story and the writing is pretty damn good. I really enjoy it. Um, and the, what's happening so far, it seems a little out of place of what's going on with the rest of the Marvel Universe and stuff. But it's cool that it's separate from everything else. And I know you really like that kind of thing, Matt. Like how it's like like sectioned off or whatever. Um, Infinity Countdown is really sectioned off from everything else that's going on in Marvel right now. Um Kind of like uh, when Civil War was going on and Annihilation was going on at the same time sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, this is like the Annihilation part of it. But um, yeah, overall, it's 
it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, the end of this uh, latest issue has a Silver Surfer uh, being experimented on by Ultron, though. And in the cover of the next issue, it looks like an Ultron Silver Surfer, like a robot meshed techno-organic virus looking Silver Surfer. And it's weird. And it's him versing Adam Warlock in it. And so you're like, okay, what the hell is going on with all this? Um, in Infinity Countdown 2, um, we have Groot as an adult. He speaks like regular English now where he can complete full sentence. He's not just saying, I am Groot every two seconds. Um, mm. And uh, no, that is a character called Scar. Okay, okay. And um, the reason why he's vomiting that flower stuff is the gardener actually gives Groot his powers again and makes him an adult. So if you know who the gardener is, he used to have one of the uh, Infinity Stones or whatever. Yeah, and he get, he like brings Bro uh, Groot back to his full potential, basically. And um, he basically gets swallowed by this Scar character who is running around. And when he gets eaten by him, all of a sudden that Scar character starts throwing up all those flowers that you see. And that's because Groot has this ability to wilt flowers or like blossom flowers everywhere now. And he basically overrides and makes them throw it up and then die because they're poisonous like flowers or whatever. And uh, Gro mm -hmm. it's definitely a psychedelic thing because he eats it and it's just like throwing up colorful flowers everywhere and stuff. And it's just like this is so trippy, you know. And, uh, cause it's Jerry Dugan, I think. I'm pretty positive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's kind of got that whole, like, you know, sometimes he has that acid trip kind of vibe going on about stuff he writes. Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Groot's like an adult. They have a weird experimental ultron silver surfer which doesn't make any sense because how are you going to do surgery on silver surfer when he has the power you don't um exactly you can't cut into him with a knife that doesn't make sense um so they have that whole thing going on and um you know the guardians of the galaxy are like the main the main thing in this um, they're trying to protect um the power stone which is the size of like a small mountain at this point and ant-man's trying to shrink it in the issue to make it portable so they can save it because it's being attacked right now by uh, basically a broadcast went out to the entire galaxy saying this is the location of the power stone come and get it if you can so all the bad guys are showing up like being like this is mine uh, Annihilus uh, Galactus everyone you can possibly think of is showing up to try and get it uh, Trigon or whatever yeah the champion. Yep. Yep. He popped up in the the early issues of Thanos with Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he hasn't popped up in it yet. But um, you know, Drax is in there, he's the main protector of the Power Stone in this kind of like his Infinity Watch days. And um it's pretty cool. I mean, um, overall, the, like I said, the writing is really cool. Uh the art's kind of meh, but I'm excited to see what's gonna happen next. Uh, with everything, um, we have Adam Warlock versus Silver Surfer in the next issue. So, 
Uh, it kind of feels old school throwback, but at the same time, Ultron controls Silver Surfer through surgery, I guess, and that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it's kind of a bummer. No, I... I kind of... I don't know. Quit reading. I don't remember why. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it, but I also wasn't, like, insanely hooked on it. And there's just so many other things in the world that I want to read that I'm like, I can't... If it doesn't, like, make me go crazy for it, I can't justify spending my time on it when there's so many other things I want to read. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough lately, man. I mean, I've been jumping around between different things. <laughs> I that's the thing. I tried read issue 1. I got to read issue 2 now, I guess, and uh Yeah, yeah, definitely, right? Or my soaps, right? I got to stick with the with the with the young and the restless, I can't miss an episode. Go read yeah. uh, the latest stuff in ASM, like the latest issues. Like that's I want stuff. to. That's I'm waiting good. for issue 800 and everything. With yeah, um, I I've been trying. I need to get into the new Amazing Spider-Man stuff. I told you that I've been. St I can read like Spider-Man over and over and over and over again. I don't get tired of Spider-Man, man. Great, man. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm I'm exactly with you. Um, like right now, I have all these Omnis that I want to read, and I'm like, well, which ones do I do? Do I go in chronological order? What do I do? And then I kind of told myself, you know what? They all take place in like different eras. Like they're all written like five years apart from one another. I was like, just jump around from which one to which one and have some different Spidey ventures. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But definitely, um, I've got, I'm reading some uh, Silver Age, like the original Spidey stuff right now. I'm also reading Clone Saga. Um, yeah, Clone Saga, man. I'll tell you what, it's a uh, it's a story arc that got a lot of love and a lot of hate. And, um, in the very beginning, it was a little slow going in the beginning, but I'm telling you once it, like after you get through that, those first handful of issues and it really starts to pick up, it gets really good. I'm really enjoying the ride right now. That's exciting to hear then. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and you know, mm -hmm. plus it arced over like Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Like you had to buy all these different issues and whatnot, which could have been, uh, yeah, which, you know, because you have different writers, different artists, etc., all over it too. Um, but no, man, there's a lot of Venom involved in it right now. Um, there's some carnage going on in it. Um, there's this. Uh, I don't know what her name is. They still haven't given her a name. Some crazy symbiote chick. She's like yellow and red and has like long crazy hair. Okay, is she um uh she's from 
You're a scourge or not scourge, a scream? It's not shriek. No scream. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't given her a name. Is she a part of the Mercury team and she's yellow and red? There, she's not a part of anything. Are you right now? She's just like this random character has been introduced. Like okay, she might be a part Carnage, of the Mercury team. Carnage gave her her symbiote. Venom's yeah. trying to destroy her because Carnage gave her that. But she's like, no, don't destroy me. I'm trying to learn how to control it like you control yours. Because Venom takes place right after Lethal Protector. So right after Lethal Protector happens is when Venom appears in Clone Saga. And okay. so now, so and so now Eddie about, Brock is yeah. in control. So now Eddie Brock is in control of the symbiote. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the same character I'm talking about because okay. the protector is whenever she was introduced. Okay, so yeah, she's like this brand new character, and I don't know. They haven't really given her a name. They she eventually becomes anything. a part of the Mercury team. Gotcha. Separation anxiety. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. getting there. It's good stuff, though. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's a fun. It's a fun read, man. Like these were That's books cool. that I read as a kid, but I never got to read. All of them. Like, I would get random issues here and there because, you know, I was a kid. I didn't have money. I didn't have a car to go buy comics, etc. So I was just getting random issues as I saw them in supermarkets. And yeah. so, like, I've read issues a dozen times over, but, like, I haven't actually read the arc. So this is kind of nice to piece it all together. Well, you're, um, you, you also caught up on New Venom, too, though, right? I did. I did. No, fuck that no. arc. I didn't read Regular that. Regular Venom. No, dude, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of that stuff. No, that Poison X, Venomized thing. I don't know. When it started involving X-Men, I was like, get me out of here. I'm not That's a fan. That's two different things now. Venomized is its own comic. Yeah, I noticed. I'm not even going to give it a chance. Um. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I quit reading it until it got past that. I loved the beginning issue of the newest Venom issue with Michael Costa after. Um, yes, uh, yes. Where Mike, like he has the dream and all the symbiotes pop up and stuff, and it's yes. Mark Bagley art. So you see yes. that carnage, Mark Bagley, uh, that Mark Bagley carnage, and you're like, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and Mike Costa on art or on a drawing of Mark Bagley on art is absolutely amazing. Um, they kind of took it back to what I enjoy. Remember, like when. Venom first drop like was 150 or whatever and I read it and I mm-hmm. said like this takes me back to when I was a kid like that's sort of how this issue made me feel again it kind of took me back to that this is fun like this is what I enjoy like the the first little panel with the shocker where they're making mm-hmm. fun of the shocker and like you're how not just, scared of me <laughs> yeah and just like how worthless of a villain he really is if you think yeah. about it it was just it was so freaking funny but like awesome and at the same time, they drew Shocker the way that I like the Shocker being yeah, drawn. It, yeah, it looks like a quilt, but I don't care. It's awesome, all right? That's the way the Shocker should look. He should look like he's wearing a yellow and brown kilt, uh, quilt. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was super funny. I got a kick out of it. And actually, because of that, I was like, man, now I want to go read Superior Foes of Spider-Man. <laughs> So the, so that was mm-hmm. so that was uh actually on my on my uh list of stuff that I got this week was I ended up picking up Superior Foes of Spider Man. <laughs> That's cool. So I'm cool. I haven't gotten it yet. It's still coming, but I'm really excited to to dive into that one because I was like just reading it just made me feel giddy like a kid again, and and I love that feeling. So 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially with Donny Cates coming up. We got a few more issues of this uh, Mark Bagley um, Costa uh, series. Um, I'm all right with that. It's good uh, so far. It's good. I like Costa and Bagley on the book together. It's really good. Okay, so real quick here. um, I know you guys were asking about uh, Domino earlier. Did anybody read it yet? Nope. Okay, so I haven't read it, but I have flipped through it. I cannot speak on story. What I'm speaking on is strictly the art in it, and I am not a fan. Mm. It looks super cartoony, and I'm just like, her face and stuff just looks really cartoony, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, there's something about this that I don't like, and I couldn't put my finger on it, and then it dawned on me, she looks like Harley Quinn. Like, the way, like, not like... Like, obviously, she looks like Domino. She doesn't have, like, the multicolored hair and things. Like, she doesn't look like Harley in that sense. But if you look at the way Harley is drawn and you look at the way Domino is drawn, they are drawn the sa- in the same style. It's that very cartoony style that I, I absolutely hate that style. So, therefore, I had a really... I, I haven't read Domino. I can't speak for the writing. It could be amazing writing. I don't know. Um, it's Gail Simone, right? It is. Um, so it yeah, could, so the I writing is probably pretty good. Yeah, the writing could be epic, but I was not a fan of that art. It is just too. I'm. I don't like cartoony. I like. I don't know. It's just so well, cartoony. You like looking. some cartoony. I mean, you can't sit there and say you don't like some cartoony. Like what? Like okay. Even though at the same time <laughs> it looks really cool, Todd McFarlane is kind of cartoony. But. There's a difference in Todd McFarlane style drawing and this. This is like Teen. T- I mean, it's not like Teen Titans Go. That's a bad example. Um, <laughs> they don't have like big bulging eyes and so that's a horrible example. But it's like uh, I don't know. I just go flip through it, man. You'll see exactly what I mean by the cartoon. Some people might like it, and that's perfectly fine. I don't. It's it's too cartoony for me like i i keep trying to say like i like realism and it's a fucking comic book there's no realism i get that but it's like i don't know man like when i grew up reading comics you know it was like the 80s and the 90s were like they yes they were over hulking and cartoon i don't know how to explain it now they are cartoony if you look back (laughs) at the 90s like i get that but it's it's a different style of cartoony let's just leave it at that Uh. it's a different style this one is more so back then it was kind of big and over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Back like in the night, like that. What I grew it up was on serious. It was, bi- it yeah, was seri- edgy. Yes, it was serious and edgy and big and completely over exaggerated, but it was over the top. And this is more like silly. It's like fun. Yes, it's. It almost reminds me of kind of like the same art style in slapstick. Do you remember Slapstick? Yeah, I remember Slapstick. The art almost reminds me, not the way Slapstick was drawn, but like the way the other characters were drawn. Mm -hmm. It almost reminds me of Slapstick. But the difference is... But it's Greg Land, isn't it? No. It's not Greg Land art? No. But the other difference is... I'm not familiar with this artist. Um, But the difference is, is that Slapstick is over the top, made up, 
character like he's a car- he is a cartoon he is you a know cartoon. what i mean yeah exactly so, he's a clown so exactly so it makes sense he's a clown it's a cartoon like that would make sense to have that style of art domino to me is like a badass you know what i mean yeah. like you see how domino's drawn over the years and like on the sketch cards and and just everything else domino is a badass well i would assume okay to me i don't know if it's like this with you but i would compare um i would want my domino art to be in the seriousness of batman yes that would be epic and that's not what it is at all like that's what i'm looking for that i that's a great way to put it that's what i was looking for and that's not what it is at all okay it is very not that (laughs) it's too lighthearted. Like, yes, like even the cover. So like the cover looks pretty good. I think the cover might have been the cover was Greg Land. That's what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. The cover, Greg Land's cover art, not bad. I would have enjoyed it if that's what it was. I wouldn't have mind that so much. It's it's pretty decent. Um the artist is David Baldion or something like that. Mm, I'm trying to find an interior page that I can show you here. Oh, here's one. Okay, let's see it. Let me blow it up. Yeah, please do. Here, here's a better way of doing this. I know you people out there in podcast land can't see this, but I'm going to give you the best description I can of this page whenever he decides to finally show it to me. He's doing hard work right now trying to pull it up. Um, if you could see him right now, he's got the phone in hand. It's okay, a super I'm fatty our, phone. I'm sending it to our line chat. Oh, okay. Now I gotta go. Let me go pull that up real fast. So that um, way you can see it. Oh, that's not gonna nope. redirect you. It's giving nope, you Nope, it won't error. redirect me, brother. All right, we'll click on the link that ultimate comic con. Se- are you sending me viruses right now? Yeah, Is I'm that, sending you that? a, I'm sending you a dong. Yeah. No, yeah. just click on that link. It'll take you to the website. You can see it there. If that is looks. very, very cartoony. Do you see what I'm saying now? What? Really? That's like, what the look art at her, is like. like. Look at her. Yeah, look at her face. It reminds me of Dan Schoening's art on IDW Ghostbusters. But here's the thing. Ghostbusters is like it works for Ghostbusters. Like it's mm-hmm. it's comedy. It's made to unless this Domino book is going to be comedy. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't read it. I only flipped through it to look at the art. I feel like this is an ongoing trend with um Marvel female, no, just in general, with female lead books is kind of has this kind of like gumball-y art sometimes like this. Um I gumball don't art. That's a good way to put it. Gumball art. At gumball art. Um, I don't understand why it's like this. It's like they're trying to make the character serious, but it's coming off as like, oh, this person isn't really intimidating. I could probably walk up to him and talk to him like no problem kind of thing. Um, and it's colorful. I think it has a lot to do too with the colorist. A lot of the colors are really bright. And, you know, whenever you think of like, uh, like we said with Batman, it's all darks and grays and nighttime and stuff. This is like, Colorful background in the middle of the day. We're hanging out with a dog. What the hell is going on? Well, I'm reading this little interview thing with David Baldion, and he does say it has a lot of humor in it. 
So maybe that's why they went with that. Like I said, I haven't read it. Maybe if I read it, I would change my mind. I'm just like if it would have been like the the Greg Land cover art's not horrible. It's just that like look at her face in that preview picture. She's just. Do you see what I mean by it, it looks like Harley Quinn? Gumball art. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Please do. Um, but no, um, you know, like you said, uh, I always think of Domino as a serious character myself. I know you do too. Yeah, um, I always saw her as like a badass. I mean, uh, you would think more of like the, the comedy stylings and stuff like with, uh, Daniel Kibblesmith and, um, uh, Smith and, uh, you know, Lockjaw right now. It has D-Man and he was always kind of a serious character, but that's still a character that you could make funny because he's like a d-list character domino on the other hand is not a d-list character i would say she's probably c or b list okay uh she's not straight up your she's not your captain america's or your superman's or whatever you know but she's still like you bring up the name and i would think that some people that are into comic books are gonna know who they are you know not your average movie goer avengers i'm watching civil war on the movie screen they're probably not going to know who domino is but if someone who reads comic books is probably gonna know who domino is so it'd make them like a c or b list character i and think I, I don't know we'll see like i said i need to read it that very well could change my entire opinion once i read it mm-hmm. i heard it's pretty but, good i heard it's actually really good so that's good uh, yeah i'm not gonna know, knock just, it I just kind of flipped through it, and I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. All right. Send us. Tap can end it. Because he has a shock face. I just... Fuck. <laughs> Shit. I just bought a book and I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you said that. Glad I thought it was about to be much worse. I thought you were about to be like, I forgot to hit record. No. And that would have been like 40 times worse. No, so. edit all of this. This is just a conversation between us. But so <laughs> this guy was at a, um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great deal. I just honestly wasn't expecting it. This guy had an untold tales of Spider-Man omnibus, right? Mm-hmm. As Mike knows, it's at a print book. Cover price on it is a hundred bucks. The guy was selling it for one fifty, or best offer. So I was like, let's see how serious he is. So I just threw in an offer. For a hundred, just like offered him cover price because that's all I would ever pay for it. I would never pay more than cover. Thinking like, oh, he's going to fucking deny me. We'll go back and forth. I'll tell him to fuck off and it'll be a good time. Like, I wasn't expecting him to actually accept my fucking offer. Well, now you got to figure out a hundred bucks. Well, I got it on a card. It's fine. I'm just, fuck. Like, I wasn't planning on it. It's a good thing. I mean, it's a it's a good deal. It's a hell of a deal. Yeah, no, it's a hell of a deal. I just wasn't. Uh... Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. Well, close us out, tap. All right, folks. So there you have it. 
This is Four Guys in a Comic, and until next week, the power is yours.